Welcome to Weaning 15, my new podcast series all about weaning. In each episode, I'm going to be talking with Charlotte Sterling Reed, a registered nutritionist specialising in maternal and infant nutrition. Charlotte is the expert in this field who has helped me with my new book, Weaning 15. Each episode will cover a different topic with the aim of giving you all the knowledge and confidence you need to start weaning your baby. Thanks for listening. Let's get weaning. Welcome to episode number three of Wean in 15. Today's episode is all about choking and allergies, which is something I think most parents will at some point um, you know, be concerned about. And I'm joined by Charlotte, as usual, and my beautiful wife Rosie's in the room. Hello, thanks for having me on. Are you Monitored? nervous about your first podcast? Not really, just pretending that we're having a chat at home, so... We're just two parents, well, three parents, yeah. <laughs> having a chat just casually chatting, babies. nobody recording yeah. us. And so this is a podcast, I think, that is really important. It's one of the things that so many people are concerned about, the fear of choking, the fear of introducing allergen foods. Yeah. So Charlotte, talk a little bit about when is the right time to introduce allergens to children that are weaning? Good question. Well, advice on this has changed quite recently, um, and I think this is where lots of people get confused about it. Now, we normally recommend that from six months of age, you can start to introduce those allergens into baby's diet along with all the other foods that we're introducing. Um, when it comes to allergens, if your little one is at risk of having allergies, so if they've got a moderate to severe eczema and they've had it for a while or they've already got a diagnosed allergy, you might want to chat to a healthcare professional before you start introducing them. But for babies who aren't at risk, advice is just to introduce introduce them one at a time um, leave a couple of days gap in between introducing them offer them early in the day and in really small amounts but that you can absolutely offer things like nut butters eggs from six months of age what are the main allergens that people should be thinking about and, and obviously in terms of planning meals like to separate them so what are the main things that babies can be allergic to yeah so the main allergens in the uk you've got um egg and nuts um tree nuts as well as peanuts you've also got um fish and shellfish also sesame which we sometimes find in things like hummus um those are all some of the allergens that your baby may be at risk of also cow's milk um and and dairy cow's milk protein can be an allergen too so those are some of the foods that you might want to look out for in the wean and 15 book we've actually got a lot of really big section on allergens haven't we we've got the whole list of all of the foods that um, you might want to be a bit wary about offering. And Rosie, how did you, did you find it, were you kind of nervous and anxious about offering these foods? Or I can't remember, like, we just sort of did it, didn't we? We started stirring in a bit of peanut butter with her yoghurt and stuff. Is it something that you were concerned about or worried about? I, I actually wasn't really concerned about it. I think because we'd, we'd done our research and we'd spoken to Charlotte, we kind of knew what to look out for. And when... Indy's um, reaction was to cashew butter, but she'd already had peanuts and different... Mm. She'd had, like, peanut butter and eggs and all the other allergens. So we kind of just thought she was fine. Um, yeah, it was quite was... unexpected, wasn't it, her Yeah, reaction? I think you expect it's going to be peanut butter, but... Mm. So what, what did happen? So we gave her almond butter, we gave her peanut butter on toast, she had um, a little bit of, um, yeah, just mixed butters, you know, on her yoghurt and stuff, and she was fine. So we thought, oh, cashew butter. Someone sent it to me and said, oh, try my new baby cashew butter. It's really great, and... Didn't think much of it. We gave it to her on a slice of toast and she started rubbing her face, didn't she? Then what happened? Yeah, so she was really rubbing her eyes and I couldn't work out if she was having a reaction of her eyes had just gone sore because she'd rubbed loads of cashew butter in them. But it was obviously because they were itchy. Um, and then her face started going red and swelling. Um, Joe was actually working that day. He had a lot of people around filming. So I was saying to everyone, like, am I imagining this or is something going on here? Um, so we rang 999 and they sent an ambulance round, which 
was quite scary because even though her mm. reaction wasn't that bad, it wasn't like an anaphylactic reaction, but when they say we're sending an ambulance around, I was like, oh no, this means it's really serious. Um, you definitely kept calm and I think that's important. You, you know, you weren't really kind of irate and really like, upset and mm. screaming. You kind of kept calm. So I think it's important that you don't stress the situation out even more. And I definitely think the way you reacted was, was really positive for Indy because she was calm, wasn't she? Her face was all mm. swollen up and itchy, and, but she wasn't crying. She yeah. was pretty chilled. And then, oh, then she threw up, didn't she? she? Then she projectile vomited. Yeah, she did a few projectile vomits. But the reason I think I was calm was the lady that I was speaking to on the phone was, she was saying, you know, is she breathing okay? And all, all of these things, yeah. I was like, yeah, she's, she was she's fine. Right. Yeah. And like you say, she wasn't anaphylactic, yeah. in, in having an anaphylactic Yeah, reaction. so she did a really good job at keeping me calm. And then... Um, yeah, the ambulance came round. And I think any... Is it right that any baby that's under two, if you have an ambulance, you have to go to hospital? Yeah, I th- do you know what? I think if you call... I don't know for sure, but I think if you call the NHS line for any baby under two, they pretty much just will send someone out anyway, just to check. Yeah. It's procedure, isn't it? Yeah, so by the time they got there, she was actually fine. But um, mm. I think the whole procedure, the whole episode, sorry, lasted about 90 minutes, probably, wasn't it? Like between, yeah. It started to die down after an hour, and then by that time... So we realised it was just a skin reaction, and she wasn't, she wasn't like anaphylactic. Yeah. So we kind of calmed down... And kept her composure. Then when they came, they'd done a few tests and they said, look, she's pretty much okay, but you've got to come to the hospital. So you went in the ambulance. When you got to the hospital, what happened then? Um, oh God, I'm trying to remember now. Um, but they, they just kind of checked her over and like talked to me about what happened. And then the reason I... So I wanted her to have um, an allergy test because we were going travelling mm. in Costa Rica for a month. So I was really worried that... There would it, be other allergies. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, I actually went and took her for a private test so I could get her seen within the next mm. few days so that I knew what she needed before we went away. And turned out that she was allergic to cashews, pistachios and raw egg, mm. weirdly. We've never had a problem with egg. Um, so she has... We, we carry an EpiPen now, but... And liquid antihistamine. Yeah, an antihistamine. Mm. But um, I think we will get her tested again soon just because they've said that hopefully... With the egg, certainly she could quite yeah. easily grow out of they that. do say that nuts they're less likely to grow mm. out of don't they but um yeah we'll definitely get her tested again just so we know mm. we're definitely not on high alert though like i still eat cashew nuts around her because mm. i know you know obviously if she was really 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 anaphylactically you know um what's the one looking allergic to nuts we wouldn't have anyone in the house but we still eat them we just obviously don't make sure that they're not on any of the meals she, she has but mm. um i think parents do get really really worried about mm. when to offer them and it's that fear of oh what if they do have a shock but like you said, if you just offer a tiny little bit, yeah, um, that's, just a little that's... bit of peanut butter and yogurt is always a good one, or a little bit on toast. It's a good way of introducing it. But you... And that's why that advice is in place. So, you know, we, we now know that actually delaying the introduction of allergens actually can result in more of an increased risk. So actually, that's why we say to offer them early on. Um, but that's why those guidelines are in place. So offer them early on, on their own, tiny amount at a time, and best to offer them earlier on in the day. Because then you can check for a reaction. And also, the first reaction isn't often, you know, the most severe reaction. So normally, if, if a baby has a first reaction, you'll be able to have have a look at those symptoms that you noticed in Indy um, and do something about it. And, you know, you've you've been able to see, you saw someone, you spoke to someone, you got advice, and so you just followed that advice, and that's ultimately what parents will do. It's all going to be different situations, but they just need to... Is there anywhere someone can go for more advice and more um, information around allergies? Is there like a website, a government website, they can get more information on it? Yeah, so there's um, Allergy UK. They are really good. They have a whole section on weaning and introducing foods to babies. And actually, um, they are working at the moment on a really, really detailed guide around introducing allergens to baby, which will basically kind of 
knock everything on its head and help every parent to who is worried about allergies to kind of follow that step-by-step guide so there are places definitely allergy uk but i'd always have it say have a chat with your gp or health institute if you need to ideally if your little one is at risk you want to try and go and speak to somebody who is um an expert in allergens so not necessarily just a, your your kind of standard gp or health is you want to speak to someone who knows their research around allergens yeah, Rosie, how much did, uh, how, how did you find the allergy testing and, and how much did it cost? I think it was about £200. I rang, um, is it what you just mentioned? It was like an allergy helpline. Uh, probably Allergy UK, yeah. Yeah, I think I rang them um, and they like told me who to go to. It was like the closest by. But yeah, an interesting thing that they said was don't be scared of giving her any nuts now. They, yeah. they really recommended like giving her the, lots all of the peanut other butter nuts and almond butter and stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, so we've continued to do that just... Oh, yeah, and when we went on holiday, I remember I looked around and you had a bag of powdered ground nuts, and I was like, why are you smuggling nuts into God's <laughs> like, If you want to get nuts, that's the place to go. What, what was that all about? Well, because it was because they'd said keep giving her yeah. all the other nuts, and I thought, well, it's a bit... Nutty dif- dust. It's a bit difficult to give her, like, walnuts and hazelnuts and whatever, so I basically got every single other nut that she wasn't allergic to and seeds, and I ground them all into, yeah. like, a little dust Perfect. in the food processor. These nuts. And I took it with us and I put it in like her porridge and, and stuff that's, every and day. And that's what your um, the, the allergy guy that you went to speak to. That's what he kind of yeah. recommended. Didn't so she was getting a little tiny bit of all of them yeah. every so often. Yeah, and building so, up a tolerance yeah. to it essentially. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that's really, really useful information around allergies. And now let's go on to the next subject, which is probably the biggest pain point and fear and concern for most parents. Yeah. It's the fear of choking. Now, yeah. how how kind of oh, what's the word I'm looking for? How realistic is it that a baby will choke? Is it common, or are we worrying too much? Um, I don't think we're worrying too much because you you can never really be too cautious when it comes to foods. But I do think that you shouldn't let it put you off allowing your baby to experience a wide, wide variety of texture and flavours. Basically, when we introduce babies to foods, they need to learn how to cope with pieces of food. So as you, you guys did, you know, you started off with soft, well-cooked veggies and just gradually built from there in terms of the types of finger foods that you offered to baby. Um, choking is quite rare, but actually gagging is really, really really normal like oh my god the first time it happens as well like the first time your baby like is gagging or so even if it's really soft like a a raspberry or blueberry whatever like you sort of panic because you think Mm. what is it but it's just them using their tongue to bring it back to the forehead and they chew it down and then swallow it don't they yeah it's a totally normal reaction for them so if they have um the food if they have food in their mouth then their reaction is automatically if this is not quite smooth enough i'm going to gag to get it out of my mouth just in case it causes a blockage so it's all part of the process of them learning to move food around in their mouth squidge it down so it's nice and soft and swallow it and as you move through the weaning journey they'll get more and more efficient at doing that so they can take more kind of harder pieces of food but yeah that's absolutely it is it something that you worried about rosie like do you are you constantly like worrying about choking or is it not something you really think about too much um well first of all we did a Baby first aid course, didn't we? Oh, yes. So I always remembered that when we started weaning her, like I know what to do if, if she chokes. Um, and also something that I've seen, that if they're just knowing the difference between gagging and choking, like if they yeah. go red and they're making a noise, they're gagging they're and it's gagging. okay, right? And if they go yeah. blue and silent, Absolutely. they're choking. Yeah. So she's never turned blue. <laughs> that would terrify me. But um, yeah, just it's just it's I'm just aware. I've made myself aware of not things not to give her, things that are choking hazards. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's just quite... about about knowing what kind of foods to give and what is appropriate, I guess. Yeah, Rosie's quite good. Like, she sees me giving her, like, a blueberry that's too I'm like, quarter like, those grapes! Like, quarter it! I'm like, oh, come on, she's all right. But, you yeah, know, I do. It's just about preparing and, and being organised with your cooking and making sure that you've obviously got, you know, 
things in place to make, make sure you give them the right sort of finger foods. But if it's soft and mushy, they can normally get, get between their teeth and mash yeah. it up. And when it comes to gagging, sorry, when it comes to gagging versus choking, I normally say, because you just kind of brought this up, they say loud and red, let them go ahead. Quiet and blue, they need help from you. Because yes. um, like that gagging, if they make a noise and they're gagging and you can see them trying to push food out, then normally they'll be able to cope with it themselves and they're actually very efficient at doing that. But if they are quiet and they start to go blue, then that is when you need to intervene. And a first aid course, I definitely would recommend. I'm just glad you guys did that. Yeah, it was a good investment. I'm, my mum got that as well. Yeah. Yeah. gift but it's, it's so good to know that you mm. can do that um i've done it as a lifeguard when i was about 16 but i forgot everything so <laughs> yeah. and it is different with a baby so yeah, it's quite definitely. it's a good investment um so look this fear of choking is really really apparent in so many parents so many questions like oh you know how is indy so good of a spoon and so good of finger foods and it's just a case of we've just had the confidence we've been calm and we've encouraged mm. it and that's what you're seeing in the end product but how would you you know, how would you advise someone who really is fearful and how can they mm. overcome this? Because otherwise, I think maybe some people could get stuck on puree for so yeah. long and, and not move on. So what advice do you give for parents that are really, really nervous about giving them, you know, so, finger foods? Yeah, so I would normally say um, start really soft. Think, like, if you're offering veggies, for example, think overcooked, over soft. You want to offer finger foods that squidge nicely between your finger and thumb because if you do that, then baby is going to be able to squidge them between their gums themselves. Um, as long as they flatten between your finger and thumb, they're great for the first foods um, also the other thing that I think really helps is massively like role model I remember sitting with Rafi and making like gnawing noises and showing him how to like bite and chew and doing all the actions with my mouth because they learn from watching you so if you don't eat with your little one try and make a real conscious effort to eat and especially even their finger foods because they'll watch how you're eating them and they'll learn a lot of that from you this is the kind of argument that goes back to the baby led weaning versus finger yeah. food and I I think I'm not I'm not one camp or the other. I think a combination of both, and that's what we've always done within, isn't it? It's nice that she can, you know, experience like a, a finger food and also try it within a meal. And it's a visual thing as well, isn't it? It's letting them know what does it look like, yeah. how can I hold it, where's this food coming from, as opposed to all just being puree, which is you know, what you start with. What Did you um did you enjoy that when you used to give Indy like a finger food or did you find it nerve nerve Yeah, no, and like you say, like, I was always thinking the earlier she tries it, the more she's going to learn. Because if, if she just had purees for too long, I'd be worried that she just wasn't learning how yeah. to actually chew her food. And I do the same where I, I'll give her, because she swallows whole mouthfuls yeah. and she really doesn't oh chew. God, it comes and out it, of Yeah, like so... Think, yeah. How have you not swallowed that? And the same, she does, I can't remember what food it is she does it with, but Rafi does it with spaghetti. There's no chewing. It's mm. literally straight down. I can't remember what, there's a food that Indy just... Dude, straight in dude, the mouth she swallows it and she, her eyes are watering so and she like she looks me in the eye and she like and she gulps it down and she, her eyes water and she just goes back for more so because funny. one thing she loves like me and Rosie is teeing up that next spoon once it hits your lips she needs to know the spoon next is reloaded one. and ready to go and that's yeah. what she's like isn't she yeah so we're always having to say chew chew mm. and I really like overemphasize like doing that fake yeah, yeah, chew yeah. so she and she she copies now she does this really like over the top chew to prove that she's doing <laughs> it she's such a joker but I've, I've had so much fun like this this whole journey of weaning and like I said you know Indy Indy's like well independent now she's pretty much eating like a fully grown mm. dude but with Marley, I'm so excited now about starting all again yeah. and going through like the new veg, you know, the, the two week veg led approach and, you know, get, getting your kids just trying new things. It's really fun. So if you are starting, like enjoy it, have fun and yeah. try not to get too uptight and too concerned about choking and allergies because it's, it's, it only affects a, minimal, yeah. a small amount of people. And 
it's it's not um you know it's it's not really a reality. It's more of a, yeah. an anxiety as opposed to a reality. And I think just start gradually and build your own confidence as well as your baby's because this is a learning journey for both of you. Like baby isn't born knowing how to bite, chew, and swallow those foods. They will learn that as they go along. So just remember, it's a journey. Take it at your baby's own pace. But you know, start with soft, appropriate textures and loads and loads of role modelling, and just let them gently kind of experience all those new foods, and it'll be so much easier that way. That's fantastic advice and um, a great way to end the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to episode number four because, again, another important one that's always getting asked, the milk versus solids debate, you know, when to introduce what and when to kind of swap things out and also understanding portion size. That's going to be episode number four. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to hearing all the rest of the episodes that you've done together. Oh, I've decided, by the way, you're on number eight as well. You're on the oh. final episode when I talk about the 15 things we've learned that we wish we knew sooner. Okay. So thanks again, and we'll see you soon for episode number four. Bye. Bye.